I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, one two. two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to another episode of Scam Squad. I'm here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. And we have some of our wonderful guests with us who also support us in efforts to keep seniors from being victimized. I'll let you introduce our guest, Vicki. Hi, thank you, Patty. And I'd like to welcome back Doris Roof, who is a senior fraud specialist at Montecito Bank and Trust. And Doris always has some interesting and important information to share. And today, Patty, she has a story that includes some very good news. So welcome back, Doris, and what's happening at the bank? Well, thank you, Vicki, and thank you, Patty. Today, I invited a special guest, and it is Sharon Mendez, and she is our branch manager out at the Goleta office. She recently prevented a substantial loss of $13,000, and it was very, very close to being sent out, but Sharon was very successful in preventing it, and I'd like to have just her perspective coming from a branch, what actually happens on that side, and sometimes how difficult it is. So, Sharon, we'd like to welcome you. Thank you, Doris. Thank you, Patty and Vicki. It's really nice to be here and to be able to share this experience with you guys, with you all and the listeners as well. When Doris talked to me about coming uh, on and talking to you guys, she really just wanted uh, me to share what it is that we're seeing in the branch level. And um, I'll tell you a little bit about, um, you know, what I saw with this particular customer when he walked in. Um, First of all, um, this is a customer that I have a close relationship with, working relationship, communicate through email, phone calls very, very often. He knows how I look and because he's seen me, um, you know, often in the branches. And first thing when he walked in, he walked in directly um, to the first person that he saw and he automatically thought that that was me. And it wasn't me. It was one of my coworkers, um, which then she directed him to me. So that was already, you know, something that to me was uh, um, interesting that um, he couldn't tell that it was me. And and I think in part was because he felt so flustered. And when he came to me, you know, I can tell the way that he looked that something was going on. He seemed very stressed, not the normal. You know, he's like, I need to withdraw $13,000 in cash. And to me, that was like, oh wait a minute, why this is not your normal transaction? And I was finishing up a transaction at the time. So I walked away, came back and I told him, you know, tell me a little bit more about what's happening. What do you need this cash for? He's like, I can't tell you that. And I was like, okay, another red flag for me. And uh, as soon as he told me that, I was like, okay, so I began to fill out a withdrawal slip, and in the same time we were having, uh, you know, conversations, I, I said, is anybody telling you, you know, to take this money out and take it somewhere else? Nope, nope. And I was like, okay. You know, I started thinking, like, what can I do or what can I say to prevent him from taking this cash? 
I started filling out a withdrawal slip. I delayed the situation. I told him that I might not have enough cash for him to take as I was a large withdrawal. At that time, he was like, well, what would be my options if you don't have enough cash? And I said, well, I can give you a cashier's check. And he said, nope, that's not an option. We can't do that. And I said, okay. So another red flag. Finally, I got him to sign the withdrawal slip. I had the cash ready to give him because I felt like I had tried everything I could. Before I gave him the cash, I told him, I'm going to ask you two more questions. Answer me with all honesty the best you can. First question, is anybody asking you to buy any gift cards? And he said, no. And I said, okay. And then I said, second question, is anybody telling you that there's a family member that might be in trouble? And at that point, his face just kind of went like blank. Like, how did you know that? I was prompted to say, have you spoken to your family member directly from your phone rather than from maybe a phone call that was initiated by somebody else? And he said, I've spoken to my grandson, but I've spoken to him through another call that came in. And I said, okay, would you do me a favor? Would you contact your grandson from the phone number that you have on your phone? And he said, yeah, I will do that right now. And he immediately got on the phone. His grandson told him, I'm in Palm Desert. I'm totally fine. And his face just totally changed his attitude. He was suddenly like a weight was lifted off his shoulders. And he was just like, how did you know? And I said, I know that you do everything online. I know that you ask me for cashier's checks if you need them. I know that you always tell me why you need to do such out-of-the-ordinary transactions. So this, to me, was a total red flag because this was not something that you normally do. You didn't really recognize me when you walked in. You seemed kind of flustered. So there was a whole bunch of things that I was able to tell him. And at the time, you know, he really just wanted to get home and call his wife and tell her everything is okay. So that happened. And then him and I talked again on the following Monday. And he told me the whole story and why he couldn't tell me. We see those happen all the time. So we're very familiar with detecting those red flags and being able to deter the situation and try our best to not have them walk out of here with that cash. Sharon, that is a wonderful story. I mean, it's it's a, just a compelling story. And you are to be congratulated for your quick thinking and how you were able to deal with this customer because you saved him an enormous amount of money. Really a wonderful experience to hear what happens from your perspective. You told the story so well. I want to thank you so much for sharing, and I've always said about Montecito Bank and Trust that they do an excellent job of training their personnel to detect fraud, and it certainly paid off in this instance with this particular customer. So thank you so much. Thank you, Sharon. Just wanted to add one thing that Sharon had mentioned to me that we had not heard of before was apparently the wife had taken the phone call initially and she actually spoke what she thought was the grandson and it wasn't just like grandma, it's me. It was a conversation. So they have developed voice conversations that are made up using like voices from Facebook or Instagram 
wherever they can capture that person's voice, they've used it, and then they were able to simulate a conversation. So it wasn't just grandma, it's me. This one was a little bit scarier than most. We know that that technology is out there, so it's just another thing to really be aware of. Sharon was very much on top of it and very persistent. She knew that something was not right. Patty, if we have a little bit of time, I just wanted to mention one other thing. By coincidence, I just got a bulletin today from AARP Fraud Watch Network with this heading. Are you sure that's your bank reaching out? So apparently there has been a rise in scammers posing as banks and other financial institutions hoping to steal your personal information. Now, we've talked about this before. Phone calls supposedly from your bank telling you there's suspicious activity on your account or maybe an email or text saying the same thing. And the email will have the bank logo on it. It will look like it's coming from the bank. It will look legitimate. And of course, what do they want you to do? They want you to click on a link. Now, the difference is that these scammers may actually have your bank account number or the last four digits of your social security. So the messages look very legitimate. We know that between social media and data breaches, there's enough personal information floating around out there that scammers can really tailor a very personalized message to you. So Doris, I know you've run into this situation before. Tell us what we should do if we get one of these messages that looks like it's coming from our bank and has some information that is frightening to us. But it's not just the emails. We've been getting a major influx of customers contacting us saying that they're getting phone calls with our phone number with the name of Montecito Bank and Trust on there, perpetrating to be the fraud department. And basically, we always say stop and basically hang up because you really, or the email, you do never, ever click on a link. You contact your bank and by contacting the bank, you want to either go online and look up our bank phone number or if you have online banking, you go on to online banking and look for our information because believe it or not, sometimes even when you're doing a Google search, it may look like it's our information, but sometimes it's not. So basically go on to your bank site uh, from your online banking, look up our phone number and call us back. And if it was us calling and you hung up on us, we're not offended would actually prefer that. And we understand. So if you get the emails, do not click on a link, call the bank or a phone call. Once again, do not give any information. We will not ask for that. Hang up and call us directly. Thank you for sharing that. In my case, since I don't do online banking, I have to go to my checking account and find out what the telephone number for the bank is, either off of my credit card or my my checking account. Doris and Sharon, I really want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing that very compelling and really wonderful story. So thank you both. And we will look forward to having you back, Doris, in several weeks' time. Thanks, Patty. Hey. And since scammers are becoming so sophisticated, I guess our audience has to become more sophisticated, too. So don't miss an episode of Scam Squad. We'll keep you informed. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.